Hi, this is Rizwan and you're welcome to Hewers Convos. I hope you were blessed by the last video. Please do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Hewers Convos of the YouTube channel. Just go to the link in the Instagram bio and click on it and then you can see all the previous videos that I have with different conversations that will bless you. So in the previous video, I addressed the talk of if God is against us having fun. And one of the things that is established the fact that God made us this way, I mean, to respond to pleasure, to respond to fun, to respond to enjoyment. This is something that God wants for us. But the question is, how are you having this fun? And when we look through scriptures, we would see that God has never been against his children being satisfied. I mean, even look at the story of Israel when he was going to deliver them from Egypt. And he said something that he was going to lead them into a land flowing with milk and honey. And then when we're going to get out of the Egypt, of Egypt, from the Egyptians, God made sure that they had a lot in abundance. So God wants his children to be in abundance. He wants us to live a life that is satisfactory. So it's not just about extreme ascetism where we deny ourselves of every form of earthly pleasure or body pleasure, but the question is how are you having this fun? So for this uh, particular uh, episode in the series, I'm going to mention a major area where we used to catch fun, and that is about drinking alcohol. So, is God against us taking alcohol? I mean, does he does he have anything? Is it a sin to drink alcohol as a Christian or to take alcohol as a Christian? So, um, when we talk of alcohol, if you want to go through uh, the Bible, the, the major mention of alcohol is wine. And this was the major drink that was had in the ancient times and the Bible times. So all through scriptures, you would see mention of wine uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. However, it is mentioned with positive and negative connotations at different points. But in the positive side, you, it's used practically or it's used uh, in as a form of symbol or imageries that are used uh, to pass the message across to people. So in the book of Psalm 104, we see the psalmist talking about wine making the heart merry. Ecclesiastes also mentioned something like that, talking about wine making the heart merry. Uh, in the New Testament, we see when Jesus will gather with the disciples. Uh, I mean, even before we get to the New Testament, in the book of Isaiah chapter 25, Isaiah talking about a feast that will be made on the mountain of the Lord, talks about a feast of fat things and with aged wine. I mean, best of the best kind of wines. So that, that picture, it's mostly in the positive light, talking about wine and enjoyment. And then in the New Testament, we see when Jesus is hanging out with the disciples, there are times that they would have wine to the point where he was accused of hanging out with drunkards or hanging out with people who drink. They say John the Baptist had fasted, but Jesus is, is here eating and drinking, not fasting, and they're having wine. And when Jesus would also give them the communion, he says, this is my flesh. He gave them the bread. This is my flesh. And then he also gave them wine. He says, this is my blood that you drink. And that wine definitely wasn't non-alcoholic. I don't believe there's anything called non-alcoholic wine. It was alcoholic wine made from fermented grape. Although the alcohol might be different from what we have today because this may be stronger now, but it was alcoholic wine. And then Jesus gave them to drink of it. And he says, I'm not going to drink of it again until I meet with you. And then at the wedding in Canaan, Galilee, in the book of John chapter 2, we see where Jesus turned water to wine. Now, this, that, these uh, scriptures that I mentioned talk about wine in a positive light. And then also there's the negative side where... You see in the book of Proverbs saying, wine is a mocker. And in Ephesians, Paul is advising and then he says, do not be drunk with wine wherein it is excess. There are times in Leviticus where he says the, 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 the children of the priests should not take wine when they're about to give 
perform some form of ritual, I mean, spiritual ritual there. So in both lights, we see wine being mentioned. The question here, like I mentioned in the last episode is, how are you having fun? And remember, like I said in the last video, everything good can be perverted. So while the Bible does not warn against drinking wine, the Bible does warn against taking it in excess or getting drunk or allowing that wine control you. That's the point. We, uh, it's like I said in the previous video, it's all about moderation. The Bible says we have received, we have not received the spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. The sound mind here talks about self-control. And one of the fruits of the spirits that we have as Christians is self-control. Not allowing anything take control of us, but rather subjecting whatever pleasures or, I mean, desires we have to our control. Like Paul would advise, I am free to do anything, I'm free to do everything, but I will not be brought under the power of anything. So the point about taking wine isn't about whether you should not take wine or not. It's about moderation. The Bible just warns against drunkenness. So while wine may not be frowned against in the Bible as a sin, we have to be careful when we indulge in such pleasures. I mean, it's not just about wine. Anything that we give control over us means we're addicted to that and we become slaves to that, the Bible says in this way. As a Christian, another part that we need to understand is we exist in a community. So in this community, we have people who are uh, grown and people who are still growing. Uh, of course, we never read that peak of maturity, but there are some people who have gotten to some point of maturity. There are some who just got born again. They're very sensitive in the heart. And the Bible tells us, Paul advises in the book of Romans that we should pay attention to those with sensitive hearts. And then when Paul was addressing foods to idols, he said something about, if your brother is there and whatever you do is going to make them stumble, then stay away from it because you're thinking of the other person. So where does this play when it comes to drinking wine? If I'm going to drink wine and the people around me, or I notice that somebody around me is a recovering alcoholic, then I have to think of him. He's a Christian. He's recovered from alcohol, uh, alcoholism, or he's a recovering alcoholic, rather. And we need to I need to think about him and say, hey, if I start drinking here, he's going to be tempted. So for the sake of him, I'm going to put myself under control and not take this drink at this moment. Sometimes we would do some actions that will cause other people to stumble. So while we may say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, I can do what I like. Jesus tells us to think of the other person. And so if what we will do, if I drink in wine, at some certain areas, in some certain functions, or in some certain gatherings, will cause a number of people to stumble or will bring somebody back into sin. For that person, for the sake of that person, stay away from that alcohol drinking. You could go back to your homes and take the alcohol. But again, the question is, why are you taking this alcohol? Why would we take it for fun and we just, oh, I just want to relax and wind down? This God is not against that. You can take your wine and enjoy it, but are you taking it with the aim to get drunk? Because oftentimes when wine gets into the system, we can't say, or sometimes some people lose control of what they do because it loses our inhibitions. And then we start thinking of, we, we start daring to do things that are ungodly. So if you are this kind of, kind of person that every time you take alcohol, it pushes you to do things, you always under the influence to do things that are against God, then you might need to step down. You might need to step down and think about it. Do I allow wine to rule over me 
or the Spirit of God to rule over me. So again, God is not, is not a sin to take alcohol. It's not a sin. God is not against you taking alcohol. But he's against you being drunk or allowing alcohol to control you. Some people use alcohol as coping mechanisms. These things are red flags that you are not in control. Something else is controlling you. We have the spirit of self-control. So if I have it, I can decide today. I want to take wine. It's not addiction. It's not something I'm doing to get over something else. But right, I'm just drinking it for the sake of enjoyment. That's awesome. But think of it. What controls me? The wine or the spirit of God? So as you do this, I'd like you to meditate on this and think about this. Why do I drink wine? Am I engaging in just fun and pleasure or I'm just, get, just trying to get drunk and do things that are ungodly? So while we enjoy ourselves, we must make sure that we're doing this within the boundaries of godliness. So we allow the Spirit of God to guide us in the things that we do. This is why we are Christians and disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is not against you having fun, but he wants you to do it within the boundaries of godliness. I'll see you in the next video where I'm going to uh, address another point of pleasure that may, uh, questions that may come through your mind. See you in the next one. Take care and God bless you. Oh, 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 oh,